This is the Rebel Scum Podcast. Available in video on YouTube and audio wherever you listen to your podcasts. Every week, Brock and James talk the latest rumors, news, and theories from a galaxy far, far away. Support us on Patreon for exclusive offers and join the Star Wars discussion. Patreon.com slash Podcast. Here are your hosts, Brock and James. You're always gone. Oh, it's been a long time, been a long time, been it's a been long, a long, long, long time. Welcome back to the Rebel Scum Podcast. We're pulling away the cobwebs because we're back at it again, talking Star Wars. My name is Brock. This is James oh. Rock. Woo, 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 woo. Hello to everyone in the chat. We're back. Nothing happened in Star Wars. <laughs> well, like things did happen. We lost things an happened. actor. We lost an actor. An actor passed oh, that's away true. while we were gone. Which, by the way, I did, so when I saw it, some I saw a tweet and someone would go, "This is a lie." And then somebody said, "Uh, actually." And then I was like, "Oh man, that was kind of sad." Ray Stevenson yeah, uh, passed away. Right. Let's start the show on a downer. Oh, Heidi, Heidi coming in with the heat story about the Leafs. Hello from a month ago. I was on the plane about to land, and the people in front of us paid for the internet, and they were giving us updates on the score. And uh, I never want to hear from those people ever again. Las Vegas Golden Knights, Stanley Cup winners. Wow. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, sports. <clears throat> yeah. All right, there he is. My my internet my internet went. Uh, <laughs> my internet did not appreciate the leaf joke, and does not care about the Vegas Golden Knights whatsoever. You froze. Uh, you're like, oh what? Mine was the the black, and it was circled with this the nice, background. Nice. Both of yours went first, and then mine. And I was like, ah, it's my internet. Anyway, uh, Star Wars. Look, look. So yeah, we had the Ray Stevenson thing. I first mm-hmm. found out about him in Rome, the show Rome. Yeah, and of course he was in. He played one of my favorite comic characters, Punisher in Warzone, and then uh, Star Wars is going to be in Ahsoka. Going to probably be a big part of Ahsoka. Uh, but anyway, you know, uh, we should move on to. I mean, it was uh, it was very unfortunate. They still don't have a cause of death, I don't believe, so we won't dwell on it unless you mm, want to. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm excited to see what he does in Ahsoka. Uh, yeah. This August. So that's. It's going to be a fun, fun show. And, like, yeah, he was a great actor. So, yeah. And he seemed like at Celebration. I mean, I wasn't there. I didn't really oh, watch yeah, much right. of it. But it seemed like he was very excited about it. So, Oh, yeah. he was. I think he was on set in Rome, in Italy somewhere. And something happened. So, uh, it's unfortunate. Uh, but Star Wars uh, is what we're going to talk about. We're going to keep it positive on Star Wars now. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Star Wars Outlaws, Brock. Yo, that game looks awesome. <laughs> uh, I... Super awesome. <laughs> I'm not excited about it. Why? Because I don't have $900 to buy a new console. <laughs> this is... <laughs> so, like, because I, I was like, I'm not watching this trailer out of spite. And then Fantasia's like, you have to see it. And I watched it. And I was like, oh, man. Yeah, like, it looks really I, good. I just, I, but it's only going to be next-gen consoles, which yeah, I guess are the now-gen. Uh, yeah, it makes sense. But I can't. I'm just like. Like, I haven't played Jedi Survivor, obviously, and now I'm not going to play this. I'm like, I'm so behind the eight ball. This game looks like the game that I think maybe you and, like, Fantasia have wanted since we started this podcast. Yeah, yeah. Like, I saw that video of, like, I don't know what the ship that uh, K-Vess K flies in this, this one. It looks like the Falcon, of course. But uh, she got in it. Flew away, went into the atmosphere, and you fly into space. And it's not a cutscene. 
you were just flying straight up <laughs> and then you're in, in like outside the planet and yeah, immediately get awesome. attacked by like a tie fighter i'm like who i mean i assume i mean everyone's talking about like that is um that is you flying it that's not just some cut scene getting you through that yeah like, if it is that's fine too i didn't hate it but like i was like who that's fun it's open sandbox for sure on this one that's very very exciting so open sandbox means you just do whatever you want like like there's yep. a story but you don't have to follow the story is this, is this yeah for, pretty for well, people yeah. For, like because i need you to know that last night i played mario brothers the lost levels and this is like as far as i get with my technology <laughs> <laughs> no but like so because like everyone's like open world and like like is mario odyssey an open world yes no yes sense, kind of sort of i mean I guess maybe not because like Mario Odyssey is really no different from like Mario 64 where you go into a picture and yes. you're in a world and there's like a hub world. So it's like, oh, uh, the closest thing I'm trying to think what you would have played. Did you ever play Grand Theft Auto 5? Any of those games? No, no but that's I know Grand Theft Auto, but I don't really yeah. know. So like, like you, that would be one case. Of you know, I've never played a Grand Theft Auto. I've oh, seen wow. people play it. I've seen yeah. people, you know, I just not uh, see a Star Wars open world. I would be interested in mm. because I like Star Wars. Grand Theft Auto. I'm not into Grand Theft or Auto, so I really it doesn't appeal to me whatsoever. But this game looked, uh, yeah, this was the game that like every time we're like, why aren't they making Star Wars games? This was the game that I think we've all yeah, kind of yeah. been like, this is what we need, and it just. It came out of nowhere too, which was kind of exciting. Yeah. Which all the all the best Star Wars comes out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, like keep in mind, they're saying like summer twenty twenty four, but let's be. I mean, they do have gameplay, so maybe we should be a little bit more optimistic. But like, and, and a game like this looks awesome already. So it's like, well, if you need a little extra time, take it. I feel like a lot of game designers are doing that, like. There's so many constant, like, we're just pushing this back. And it's not even a matter of, like, perhaps they've screwed something up. But it's not usually they've just like, no, we need more time with this. Like, we need to get this figured out. Like, uh, so well, take as much a, time. It looks good. Uh, yeah, that's a, like, there's a new Go Gollum game out, like a Lord of the Rings Gollum. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I knew nothing about it. And one day, everybody just complained about, about right. it. And I was like, oh, is this like a thing? And uh, I guess they had to like apologize the next day because it wasn't ready for release, but they were oh, forced yeah. to like get it out there. So it was like an unfinished game went out. And I know a lot yeah. of people felt that, like complained about the first Battlefront, which I had a lot of fun with. Um, that was different, but yeah, it's like don't give me an unfinished game, just make the game and then do it. That being said, though, don't give me Star Wars Eclipse where you announce a game and it's been <laughs> 365 yeah. years later. Yeah, and yeah. I think that thing might have gone the way of a dodo, but but like, don't announce something that we're not gonna get. Like, give it like announce it with due time, right? So I, I hope they're close to it. I hope if if it's not summer twenty twenty four, it's Christmas twenty twenty four, or or yeah. whatever, you know, or, or yeah, just don't tease us with something that's never gonna come to fruition. <laughs> Alex, really good. Like, this is like if it was just the trailer of like the cinematics or the story or whatever, I'd be like, sure. Well, we saw gameplay, like actual stuff. I'm like, oh, okay. So, yeah, yeah looks exciting. Uh, but you're right. It's like if you don't have next-gen stuff right now, it's like you're kind of up shit creek. But... Which I'm not, I'm not like complaining because I understand yeah. the way it works. I'm just saying yeah. I can't at the moment pony up $900 yeah. or $500, whatever it is. Yeah. It's, it's more than... The hundred and the ninety nine ninety nine. I paid yeah. for my Sega Genesis with Ren and Snippy. It's a yeah. little bit more than that. Yeah, and now, I used to use to pay for consoles with paper root money, man. <laughs> yeah, but like it's uh, yeah, it's stuff like this that really want it pushed me to get to a Steam Deck, which is like it's a handheld console that's basically a Linux computer. If you plug it into a monitor and can basically get every game plus every emulator for older games. You have so a Steam Deck? No, I don't. I want to get one. Oh, so that, that yeah, runs you yeah, like yeah. six, six hundred, seven hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah. But if I can play a lot, all the games across platforms, it's, it sounds like a console killer to me. So 
Who knows? It's yeah, your way. Here, here's a, is it? Oh, a game or uh, yeah, a game. So it's like we're in no rush to figure anything out. So. What are you saying about Steam Deck being a console killer? I would agree, except for that people are f- f- weirdly loyal to their brands, right? Like. I like my Sony. I like my Microsoft. I like my Apple. I like my Samsung. I like my LG. I like, like it's like very loyal. It's very strange. Like the Apple headphones probably going to sell a bazillion units just because people are like I need it. Which by the way, by the way, by the way, again, if that was affordable, I would have it on my face right now, and I'd be talking to you from actual Tatooine. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's just like. If you can tell me I can get PS5 games and Nintendo and Xbox stuff on one thing and it's slightly cheaper than the current, like I'm like, plus it's a computer. It's really, it's basic. It's like legit a computer. (laughs) I work with guys that have used it on site for like corporate meeting control computers. I'm like, whoa. (laughs) So yeah, I mean, if you're going to spend up to, you're looking at like, 700 to 900 dollars depending like you know in a year if we're like i really need to play this game like the consoles could have come down that's one good thing i will say about like playstation and xbox their games come down in price nintendo not so much (laughs) nintendo oh good god yeah i know my cousins all got like their kids like and then the switch and they're like "What, what games i'm like you have to wait there's like three times a year yeah. When they go on sale, yeah. and you don't, if you don't pounce, you've got to wait another yeah. three to six months, and that's it. And this year, there seems to be like an extra, like right now, the games are on sale right now, which is weird. But like, I'm like, you got to strike, and if you if you, if you buy their Christmas and yeah. birthday presents all at once, if that's what you want, because Mario games, they're not Zelda games, like all Nintendo games, first party games, they're not going down in price ever. Um, but yeah, I, I, that's the thing. This game will probably be like, well, I guess they don't do it anymore, but like the free on the PS plus thing, you know, when they, like I got squadrons for free, yeah. Yeah. which is a lot cheaper, but they have, but it's good. Like these games will go on sale. Eventually you'll get it for like 30, 40 bucks. And it'll be the game of the yeah. year edition with all the, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Something like this has vibes of like the old school star Wars galaxy, like PC yeah. game that like you could do a lot of DLC on it, which might will piss people off. Busy. Well, it's just like people pick and choose what they're mad about with DLC. Like no one ever complains about like Breath of the Wild DLC, and I'm sure stuff will come out for Tears of the Kingdom or uh, what's that game where they're like dinosaur, like it's Metal uh, Horizons. Like there's tons of DLC for that, and people will buy it. So yeah, and I was saying when I got Battlefront, like a year later, I got Overwatch, and I liked them both. They're both the same game. Yeah. Yeah, and Overwatch kept having this. It was like the exact same thing where they're like, "Buy this." I'm like, "I'm not buying that." Yeah. Nobody complained about. It. Everyone's like, "Overwatch is the best game ever." Battlefront sucks. You got to pay for stuff. Like, I don't oh. know. I gotta. They want me to pay for the same thing, and I'm Fortnite, not. Fortnite constantly puts out new skins mm-hmm. for you to buy, or I don't know yeah. how it fully works with that game. But it's I just guess, like, yeah, go ahead. No, I was gonna say Fortnite's free though. That's the difference. I think is. You don't have to pay to play Fortnite. You have to pay for all the added crap. Still, that's how they get it. That's how they get. Oh no, it's brilliant! It's genius. It is a genius game. I've pumped so much money into Pokemon Go. You have no idea. <laughs> but like, you know, I'm just playing that with you. Yeah, <laughs> the the beauty of like the games today is like if they do by mistake or by design put out a broken game, it does get fixed at some point. You just don't yeah. sell like crazy right off the top so which i mean they will get fixed but just maybe wait a little bit and let the design the game developers finish your game before pushing like the golem game i i know nothing about this game like at all but like may late may early june whatever whenever it came out it seems like like a, a meh time to release something like What's the excitement? End of the school year? Like, I don't like. I see if like you're pushing for like the Christmas season and whatnot, but I, I don't know. It just felt like, why are you rushing to get it out in June? Maybe I'm the only one. I don't really like playing video games in the summer. I'm not a big video gamer in the summer because I like being outside and all that stuff. But like, I don't know. It just seems. Uh, although when I was younger, I played a lot. Yeah, I did play a lot in the summer. Matt, well, it's like you don't have a wrong 
opinion on that, but it's like also Tears of the Kingdom came out a month ago and it's Zelda. <laughs> so it's like Yeah, no, I would give Zelda a pass. Like Zelda and Mario I'd give a pass because they're Nintendo. They're never gonna go down in price anyway. <laughs> what so what is the everyone's problem with the golden game? I guess it's I... not finished or something. It looks Oh, terrible. I see it's I broken. Really yeah, okay, gotcha. Yeah, and they yeah. had to put a uh uh apology letter out <laughs> the okay. company. It's like geez, just you know, I don't like. Obviously, they knew it wasn't ready, and they just were yeah. like, "We're gonna get money because people want Lord of the Rings." That Amazon show really was a hit. Did you hear only like thirty percent of the viewers stayed till the end of that series? For what? Lord of the Rings. Oh yeah, Rings of uh, Power. It wasn't bad. I liked it. There's a lot going on. Yeah, I actually but, uh, kind of enjoyed it. It was. It was more like the I thought it was like the books and that it was kind of slow and it was just kind of like doing what it does. <laughs> like, this is what the books were. It was like four pages of hearing about how grass grows. <laughs> like whatever. Um what was I gonna say? Heidi watched season three of the match. She binged it with her sister nice. like yesterday, this week. And uh and she's she said in a tweet, Heidi, I'm gonna paraphrase, that uh she thought it worked better all at once because oh, it was like nice. i want i want to get to the next episode mm-hmm. and and I, I think i've been saying it all year is like i thought one and two worked season one and two worked weekly but season three really felt and boba fett and obi-wan mm-hmm. and i think even Andor, although Andor you probably could have done in the three episode chunks they work better all at once i think i think the i think they're falling into the binge bingey trap of it whereas instead of weekly shows that goes oh can't wait for next week it's kind of like you're not getting the full story because yeah, it's yeah, kind of yeah. because it's all one. It's basically a movie cut up into eight parts. Yeah, no, it's so true. It's yeah, it's interesting. It's a weird phenomenon, right? Like it's just like the episodic is like, oh yeah, it's like you either like it or you don't. But it's just like at the same note, like people, it, it's weird how certain. I guess it's like when you're in a platform like Netflix or Disney Plus, you're just like. I would like to watch as much as I can possibly can. But yeah. if you're watching, like I, I don't watch Vanderpump Rules, but I know it was a big, big issue or not big issue, big, big talking point that like we they were getting the finale and parts and all this, like a lot of people. And the same with uh, Succession, right? Like it's just like, but are those things on regular TV or are they on streamers as well? Because I think they, not. well, okay, Succession sure. is HBO. Oh, it's HBO, gotcha. Yeah, so it'd be on Max after. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vanderpump Rules. I had never heard of the show. Mm-hmm. Landed, got on the got in the car, mm-hmm. driving home. Aaron's like, I'm going to put on a podcast. And it was all about this Vanderpump Rules thing. <laughs> I was like, what the hell is this? She goes, oh, a lot of drama on Vanderpump. I'm like, well, I don't yeah. even know what that means. And then she's been, she watched, she's like, I've never seen the show, but I got to watch this finale. I'm like, mm-hmm. what? is going on yeah, yeah, yeah i haven't seen any of it she watched it i'm just like i can't be bothered yeah i play lost levels but lost levels by the way who like it's really hard but <laughs> i don't just play lost levels i also play um i played zaxxon playstation 2 <laughs> cool <laughs> i just was on like a retro kit you know, right. no i've never heard of any but i think that's just on like bravo or something in the yeah space. it's what yeah that's what, yeah yeah so like I think it's, it's on like, slice here and slice. So I think it's like when Ahsoka comes out, we should definitely consider that as well. It's like it's just I mean we all watch it every yeah. week, but like yeah, will it be better as a bingeable thing? Like look, I love the week. We know I love the weekly shows, and it's better for us doing yeah. a podcast yeah, exactly. weekly. But I, I really like Book of Boba Fett. I, I mean, yeah, when was that? Like Book of Boba Fett was the first one where I said, you know, this really feels like. You got if you watched it all at once, you would appreciate it a lot more than in the pieces, especially when, yeah, I just felt that way. And Obi Wan should have probably been a movie, any like Obi Wan should have been a movie. I think I think they just should have made that a freaking. Here's your movie. Well, make it three hours on Disney Plus, but that probably should have been a movie. Andor, Andor is kind of the weird one where I think it works better still together. But when they release those first three episodes at once, I think they were onto something there. Cause that, cause if you just release the one, I don't know if people are obsessed with it as much as they are. Like I think, cause, cause you start kind of start low, and they're like, "What? What am I watching? That's not Star Wars, right?" And but then by the time we got to the third one, we we're like, "Ah!" 
like <laughs> yeah, yeah. all losing our minds. So yeah, I don't know. I think we've talked about it a few times. Streaming's got they've got to figure out what they want. Mm-hmm. We like weekly. It benefits us, but a stranger things, but like Netflix kind of changed the game on how people watch TV. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's like it's interesting. It's like I think people will do whatever it takes to watch a show if they're very excited about it. Mm-hmm. Right? Like it's like it doesn't matter how it's released or isn't released. If people are like, this is what the show we want to watch, like Game of Thrones was every week. So and I think uh, house of the dragon as well like it was every week so it's like i don't know i guess it's like once normal terrestrial channels go away then like there it's just gonna be a back and forth because it's like yeah last of us was weekly yeah anything on hbo is weekly but 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 last of us if you but last of us was also very episodic though it was like this is one episode this is the next episode. Sure. This is the next right. episode. Like they, but but what they did though was the ending would lead you to the next one. It was like, yeah. But but like it was every episode was almost self. Well, the Nick Offerman one it was a very self-contained episode, right? Yeah. Like they're all very self-contained. So I, it's just like it's a different. I haven't seen Game of Thrones except for the first season of the first. Yeah. But so I can't really comment because I don't even remember. But like, but that was also from a different time. The first Game of Thrones, like that was before we were you know netflix got a hold of us really right with that game of thrones so i think Nef- i don't know if netflix had a lot of shows yeah, yet. But like house like... of house of cards card house whatever it's called with kevin spacey yeah that all came out at once though this was no i know that, that's what started to change it was like that show and then they slowly yeah but like su- succession everyone's talking about that i mean it's one of the shows that everyone's talking about and that came out weekly and... i'd like to know if that's like a weekly show too though all HBO Max stuff. No, no, they, but I mean, like, I, no, I mean, like, the story within it is like, oh, I think every, so. Yeah, so that's the like, I just like Mandalorian season three. It was all one, except for the Jack Black episode. It was all one long story. Like the first two episodes, I still say they felt like they were cut short, right? Like it was like, boom, what, what, like, what happened? Well, we're stopping. The next next week's coming. Yeah. Whereas those episodic shows, they're they're beginning middle and end to the episode and then they ha- they give you a little lead in i haven't watched this action i can't comment brian cox is awesome though x-men 2 he's great yeah but it's Zodiac? like a, like house of dragon was episodic as well like so it's i think but that's because hbo's like we still have a channel even though we have a streamer it's like they come out at the same time but it's just like we still want people to buy our cable package yeah. so it's like and that once they once they move away from that, like then yeah, like it's like HBO is probably like one of the few holdouts. I guess now that NBC has Peacock, maybe that's a little. I I've heard like they'll release stuff on the channels on one day, and then you'll get it on Peacock Peacock the next day or something like that. Yeah, the so CW like, used to do that. It would be like yeah, 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 on and the next day on the CW yeah. app or whatever it was. Uh, it makes look weekly makes sense for the streamers, not Netflix for the other ones though, because they want you to continue to subscribe. And the reason why you know Bob Iger said no Star Wars movies on Disney Plus is because that's not going to keep anybody on Disney Plus. It's not going to bring people to Disney Plus, right? It's like it's just going to be an added benefit, and they're not going to make any money from that. Whereas Mandalorian, eight weeks, they've got your money for eight weeks because you're not going to cancel your. And then they're hoping that after that eight weeks, Loki's got you for another eight weeks or whatever. You know, that that's what they're hoping. And that's where they make it episodic. Apparently on Max, though, you know what was number one was uh um the Sex in the City show, the sequel show. Oh um Yeah, what's it? I always forget what it is. The, where they're where they're yeah, that that show apparently gave them their hot their biggest boost of numbers because it was weekly. And so yeah. all the people that like Sex and the City were like, we got to watch it. And they all signed on to uh, HBO Max at the time. And I'm sure like, they probably canceled it right after that. because Or they were clamoring for Kong versus Godzilla. I don't know. I don't know. It was the same demographic. I don't know. It's called And Just Like That. I, I knew it was something. Like something. It was like a sentence of some sort. Yeah, and just like, That's a good title, though, for like, <laughs> just yeah. like that. You're 
Oh, you're not a kid anymore. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. Not a kid anymore. I'm looking death straight in the eye. Oh, so <laughs> this is somewhat Star Wars related, but not really. Well, uh, my wife and I are watching the second season of Abbott Elementary on Disney Plus, and there's a Halloween episode where they just full out wear Marvel costumes and make reference to Marvel, and I'm like. You can't do this, and, I, and I'm like, oh yes, they can. They're they're an ABC <laughs> show, which is owned by Disney, which also owns Marvel. I was like, that's wild. They're like they had literally had a kid dressed up like Thanos, and they're just like, baby Thanos, baby Thanos, baby. like it's just like, uh, and it's like they came out last year. Like Endgame has is like five years old at this point, or I guess he could be the baby Thanos. But like it's just like I was like, that's cool. I like that. They're like, they didn't have to get in any trouble for this. I was like, that's no, nope, probably just one phone call. Like, we want to do this. Okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They have somebody like oh. checking it to make sure that they're not doing anything to like ruin the brand. And they're good to go. I like that corporate use of resources where I'm just like, yeah, why not? <laughs> so that was kind of cool. Um, yeah. So I've never I've never heard of that show. What's it about? Uh, it's uh, school, elementary uh, school in Philly, and they go out of their way to mention Philly every like other episode. Like Gritty was on one episode, and they always mention the Eagles at some point. So it's like, and that is episodic, where it's a thirty minute show where like you get a story that's wrapped up by the end, and maybe a little bit will go on. So it's like it's nice to watch those shows. You're like, yeah, this is like. Watching TGIF back in the day. By the way, they need to bring back Hanging with Mr. Cooper. Oh, Can we get I love it. Hanging with Mr. Cooper back. That that's a really that's a really good point because does not Disney owns ABC. Yeah, so they should own Hanging with Mr. Cooper. And like that was uh, my favorite. Oh yeah, and when he got a job at Georgetown, I know like, he's going to go to Georgetown, but then he didn't take it. And the season premiere, he's like, I'm not going to Georgetown or whatever. I remember that. That was good. good I just I need to know. Like, is like like Family Matters is a non-Disney Plus, is it? No, none of those shows are. How, it might how, not why? have been. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, I guess it might be a whole like like because I, I don't think Disney always owned ABC. Um, but yeah, no, like but I feel like it was back then because I think they used to have like we're at Disney World. Like they always went to Disney World. Those those shows always went to Disney World or Disneyland. Always. Uh Boy Meets World is on here. That's one of them. No family matters, but it's older, so that kind of makes sense. Hanging with Mr. Right, I put a, I put a second G in hanging, so hold on. Yeah, Mr. Yeah, a good one. No, that'd be a great like buried thing in there. Oh, what am I saying? I was like looking up the Wes Anderson movies and like he doesn't have every single one of his movies, so it's like probably a rights issue of some sort. Probably. But uh yeah, anyways. Star Wars is good. Star Wars Alex, is good. So what do you make of these these uh release dates of the two movies in twenty twenty six, one in twenty twenty seven, I think twenty twenty five or something? Great. I <laughs> I, 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 ah, Brock. Nope, not having it. I'm not into it. Not into it, Brock. I don't believe it. I think it's nonsense, and I think it's tomfoolery. And I don't think we're getting a movie on any one of those <laughs> dates that was announced. Maybe a Filoni movie at some point will land on one of those dates, but it makes the most I, sense. I don't know. Like the Ray movie, just I can't figure that one out. And then, like, they don't have a script. They got rid of the the writer and brought somebody else. There's no, I know there's a strike. There's no script for that one. Oh yeah, that's the best part. The strike. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and then the mangled one. I don't think he's written that yet. I think he was going to do that after the strike. The strike two. So when's that coming up? I don't know. Filoni's not doing any writing right now. Like Mandalorian season four was postponed. Yep. And or and then well. and then the the Taika Waititi one, this one gets me. If it is a Taika Waititi one, he says he can't figure out the middle of the movie, but at celebration, Kathleen Kennedy said he was having trouble figuring out the end of the movie. So it sounds like they've got a first act, <laughs> and then after that, I don't even like. <laughs> so and he guess what he's not doing right now, writing. Writing, yeah. So I don't. <laughs> he's like. Just, 
He's sitting at home writing a script where he's like, Star Wars, episode 10 by Taika Waititi. You enter, and I say, hi, and you say, hello, and then what happens? <laughs> Seinfeld. All over. They all say, hail Palpatine. Like, yeah. Stop. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, so. Look, I, I, I think he could do a really... I haven't seen Thor, Love, and Thunder, which everybody seems to hate out of the gate. But I saw Ragnarok. I liked it. I thought Jojo Rabbit was brilliant. And he did the the, the other... What's it called? The, the uh, Hunt for the Wildebeest one. That was very good. I really I really liked those movies. Um, So I think he could do a good Star Wars movie. He did a great job directing Mandalorian, uh, the finale of season one. But that was a John Favreau yeah. spearheaded thing. So... I don't know. I, I have faith that he could do something, but if it's not ready, don't push it. And I just I feel like these release dates were pushed by Disney more than Lucasfilm. I think they were like, you need to announce movies now. <laughs> and they're like, but we're not really ready. You're going to announce movies, Kathy Kennedy, or else you are she fired. Was just fired. A point she in the right fired. direction that time. You did. But that's how I that's how I think it went down. I think it was like you're releasing these movies on these days, and uh, make solo make a, <laughs> instead of solo. So they're gonna do will be the, they're gonna do Chewbacca a Star Wars story May 2026. <laughs> Brad like, Garrett plays Chewbacca. I just, it's like it is flabbergasting why they're taking so long. It's like you, you like. I think we all can agree that Andor looks like a movie. Like, so they have the capacity to Did make you see a movie. how much they paid on that? I don't know. Money. $250 million for that. So that's series. like higher than a typical yeah. movie, give or take. That's more than, that's more than Mando. That's like two. I think that's more than like all three seasons of Mando. That's yeah. why it looks so good. It costs yeah. 200. It costs as much as Solo did to make. Like, before the reshoots, <laughs> but yeah, my 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 point is like they have the people that can make things that look good to be on a big screen. So it's just like just write. I grant. I know it's funny to say, can you just write something during a writer's strike? But like, I don't know. It just doesn't really make a lot of sense. But I like what they've been putting out. So I'm like, just keep doing what you're doing. I yeah. I, I I'll just hold to my usual soapbox and be like until there's a trailer yeah nothing's happening <laughs> yeah because i would love to be excited for these announcements but i've been burned so many times like i just like, don't two months ago if you said there's a video game coming and ahsoka is coming i'm like maybe when there's a trailer now there's trailers and i'm like they're real it's happening I can't believe Ahsoka's got a show. Ahsoka went from being the most hated character <laughs> since Jar Jar Binks to getting a show that everybody's excited for. Who saw that one coming? Also, and it's bringing in Rebels characters. And when Rebels first started, everybody hated Rebels because it was, no. they're too round. It looks like a children's cartoon. Remember it is that? a children's cartoon. <laughs> I know, it is. But then everybody's like, actually, this is a really good show. Why is it Why is a children's show this, this good? And now they're coming to live action. But Hera... I don't know if you've heard the word on the street, Brock. Nobody likes Hera's eyeballs. Everyone's very upset over Hera's eyeballs. Everyone's like, why doesn't Hera have cartoon eyes? I'm just letting you know, this is the word on the street, is Hera's eyeballs are garbage. Cool. <laughs> Whatever, I'm just man. Like, it's like no one can be happy, though. Everyone's got to, you got to find something to get mad at. It's like, yeah. Oh, in Obi Wan, I really liked Obi Wan, but that piece of meat he cut in that first episode <sighs> can't wash his hands after touching it raw. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did I, we... I want to rewatch Obi Wan. Hmm? Oh yeah, I think that show is definitely worth a rewatch. Like, just crush it in a day if you have a day to yourself to do nothing or a weekend maybe. Did we ever talk about their closing the Galactic Star Cruiser? No, it happened while I was gone. Yeah, I'm like... Um, uh, Disney Desi is going. Yeah. And she will let us know how it is. Oh, please. Send as I, many videos as possible. <laughs> all the videos. I I wasn't too bummed out about it. <laughs> nope. Uh, for a few reasons. One, obviously, the price tag. But two, it just... Um, this is a personal thing. It just wasn't something that I was interested in. 
I would rather go to Galaxy's Edge for like an hour or whatever, see people in costumes, drink a blue milk, and then leave. Like that's more of like my I don't I'm not into like the role play. I don't know. I just I don't do cosplay. I'm not that kind of I'm not in, that's just a personal thing that's yeah. it's just not for me. So I was I was even if it was like affordable, I don't know if I would have been interested in going anyway. I don't know. It's like I've heard of some people are going to go on the last few days and it's still like for like three people to go for two days is like six grand. And I, that was an American dollars. I'm like, no way, man. You could buy an Apple AR headset. Yeah, twice. <laughs> uh, but like I it would be interesting to see. I wouldn't really want, I don't want, I don't know what the effect of sleeping in a place. I know you don't spend the entire day there, but I feel like if you're going to pay like six grand or what, let's say it's four grand per person to stay in a place where you can't see outside. I feel like you need to be in there as long as possible. Otherwise, like, cause it's like, you're not going to spend the whole day in the park. <laughs> it's that's like, I would love to stay at one of the resorts in Disney, but it's so expensive. And like when you're in Disney, you want to go to the park. So it's like, do I go like, you're kind of forcing yourself to pay, pay for two nights or cause like, you're just going to stay one night and that's it. Like, I don't feel like that you get full. So like a star Wars cruiser, we're like, I'm sure it's awesome because I've been on rise of the rebellion and that makes you feel like you have left the planet and are on a starship. It's crazy. And so it's bo- 20 minutes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's like, and then you can do the rest of your, but like, it's like, I believe it's pretty cool, but it's like, they clearly overshot their concept yeah. on this. Cause it's probably like, it's probably like a little hotel that's inside a warehouse surrounded by, I would assume led walls. I would like, and it's just like, I I bet I I haven't heard of like any of like the you know when you look out the window and it's like the it's a monitor LED wall or whatever if any of those like failed is like could you imagine going and then you look outside and they can't show you outside because all the monitors around it are off and it just this destroys the illusion or whatever so it's just like it sucks but like it's a bummer that they can't like retrofit it into something else, like some kind of attraction that you could walk through. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they will. I, I just said, I'm, if I'm on vacation, I don't want to have to fight a war. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and Dale's saying that it's sold out now until it closes. So, yeah. I, yeah. no, I think they shot, I, I do, I think they overshot it because I think that you get the diehard Star Wars fans in who went right away, right? The diehard yeah. ones with the money, they go right away. But then when they're gone, a normie's not going to spend that much money a night to go stay at a Star Wars. They're because they're like, I like Star Wars. I'll go on Star Tours. Like that might even be the max they want. So I, I just, yeah, I think they overshot it because average fans can't afford to go, and they're not going yeah. to go. Like, because I mean, because like, I would say this about Star Wars Celebration after having gone to it, it's like you spend a lot of money on the tickets, you spend a lot of money on a hotel, on possibly on a flight on or or travel of some sort and that's your vacation like you a lot when you go that's your vacation like you're booking that time you're spending all of that money and that's why i don't have a problem they're like we're not streaming i'm like that's fine these people spend like their hard-earned money they saved up for it and and this hotel is like 17 (laughs) celebrations of that cost wise it's just like that's like you know, people probably were like, I'll go in 10 years. I'm going to start saving up now. Like, they might, there yeah. might have been people like that, but they won't get to because it was just, I, I don't know. You can, you can make the argument that they could charge whatever they want, but they can't. And this is why. Yeah. It's, it's just, that's insane. Like, it's just like if six, uh, 6,000 American dollars can get you a nice resort, maybe not on the park grounds, but very, very close can get you four days of Disney and your airfare, depending on where you come from. Like, I just thinking I come from Toronto. Right. But like $6,000 is like a lot of money to spend on just two days in a place where you're like, I can't see outside. It's like, but I think when you're there, they're not seeing outside. You probably don't notice because you're so immersed by everything else around you. Like, 
the people in costumes and stuff like that. Yeah. Which is what would freak like that honestly, that's what would freak me out is like people in costumes pretending to speak another language. I'd be like, stop it. I can't handle you right now. <laughs> Just talk to me in English and take the mask off. I'd be curious to see if like uh like they're like you can't stay longer than four or five days in that hotel because like you will go crazy because it's just like yeah. the inability to like you know whatever what do you um, eat in there is it just the food from like uh uh batu is it they just serve you like batu food oh no it's disney they sell you they save you they're like here's a ronto McDonald's. burger but it's like it's a burger <laughs> like you know that's what i mean is it just the food they have at galaxy's edge but they throw it on there and they're like oh it's classier here I would assume it's a little bit more like eating room service sort of thing where it's like perhaps you get a quesadilla just called something different. You know what I mean? Like, so it's not like it's real food, I suppose. But like, I don't know. No one ever really talked about it. I I remember seeing pictures, but like no one really focused on the food. Maybe that was an issue. I don't know. Best food I had. You recommended the Dole Whip while I was there. Oh, yeah. I I didn't end up getting a Dole Whip. They did have it all over Vancouver, Dole Whip, oddly enough. I didn't get it again. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I had it one spot. But but I because the reason why I didn't get it was because I went to Sleepy Hollow Cafe because The Legend of Sleepy Hollow is my favorite. And I walked in, and they had an ice cream sandwich, but the, it was a churro, was the bun. Mm, nice. And I looked at it, and I said, well, I've been walking 4,000 kilometers today carrying a six-year, six-year-old niece around. I deserve this, son of a gun. <laughs> and I will tell you, there was nothing better than <laughs> a churro ice cream sandwich. My buddy went to, uh, it's not Euro Disney anymore. It's like Disney Paris or whatever. Yeah. And he's like, yo, I love this place, but the food is terrible. I thought the food was supposed to be good here. I'm like, you're also in France. Like, <laughs> I think you need to be, I think they probably have similar things, but it's just like, like you need to go to America for the proper Disney food experience. It's just yeah. The finer Disney cuisine can only yeah. be had in California or Orlando. Otherwise, it sounds going, crazy. But <laughs> are you going to Disney California ever? Oh, I, I want like, to. Hopefully, yeah. I feel like that's like because you go to the well. I mean, you haven't because whatever. But like you've gone to the the Orlando one a bunch of times. Is California next on your list? I it'll be there at some point. It's just easier to go to Florida because it's directly south from where we are, right? So, so um, a three-hour plane, yeah. four-hour difference on the plane. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, totally, yeah, one day, one day. I haven't been to I haven't been to California. I've been to Universal Studios California in Orlando, but never Disney. Yeah. I haven't done Disney California. One day I'd like to. Uh, Disney's fun. No way. Yeah. But they uh, they ruined Star Wars, and now we have the press. By the way, uh, Black Series figures. Can we talk about this for one second before we move on? Okay. The heck are they so expensive? Like, I walked in to the Walmart, and I was yep. like, I'm going to look at a Black. I haven't looked at a Black Series. I was like, like one was like $49.99. $50. And it, was, it wasn't like a big one. It was pretty small. And then they have... Uh, my boy Heavy from Mandalorian. I don't know what it is though because it's like all enclosed. This, I don't know if you've seen this. I don't know if it's Lego or if it's Black Series or what it is because they don't show you. There's just a picture of Heavy on the front, and it's all enclosed. And it's like twenty or thirty dollars. I'm like, I don't know what that is. If someone could tell me what it is, maybe I'll pony up and I won't get it. Maybe I'll maybe I will. I don't know what it is, so I'm afraid of it. But anyway, the prices of of everything is astronomical now. But Black Series, come on. Come yeah, on. I don't know why some of them have gone up. Like I remember the Jar Jar one always stuck at like forty five, but thirty yeah. is always the going rate for most of those things. I think I feel like there was one. There's a series that came out that was sort of like that, um, not plastic, but like. Uh, uh, what was the stuff? What were the figures you bought from Disney, the Disney store? What were they oh, elite, called? Elite. No, but like they were like metal. There was something. Yeah, they're the Elite series. No, but like what is that? Oh, diecast. Oh, diecast. Thank you. Sorry, so about maybe it. it was that. I, I feel like there was something like that. I don't know. It's just like yeah, it's. When I started those, they were the same. They were twenty five dollars. They were the same price as Black Series. No, they were two dollars more than Black Series, mm-hmm. which was twenty five dollars. Black Series was twenty two. 
And that because I know because I bought Kylo Ren in both. And then they went up to 29, and Black Series went up to 29, and then Elite went up to 35. Right at the, when I stopped, Elite went up to 35. And I was like, and then I got unemployed, and I'm like, I can't afford this anymore. They, so that's what's up. They did release like a series of like the vaulted ones that like came out in like the blister, the blister yes. pack instead. Yeah. I think those are slightly cheaper, but like since they started coming out, they've always been like, you're spending a little extra. Like, which is fine because they're, they're a little bit more than a toy, but yeah. I'm just saying, like, $50. It's like, come on. At some point, I, like, I I would get the Saw Gerrera one for $30. i am not spending $45 on Saw Gerrera. I, mm-hmm. I love you, Forrest Whitaker, but I'm not spending $45 on your face. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> not today. Anyway, all right, never tell me the odds. Never tell me the odds. Uh, today's odds are brought to us by Patreon. Patreon.com slash Rebel Scum Podcast. If you like what we do and you think we're great, why don't you go to patreon.com slash rebel scum podcast and support us in any way you can. We greatly appreciate it. We like to talk about Star Wars and we'll continue if you give us a little money and we'll always love you a long time. Like the following people, Heidi Fetter, executive producer, Barry Brophy, Dennis Allen, Randy Kenobi, Mary Kristen Aton, Jeff Wilson, Phil Staniforth, Rez, Scott D, Josh Price, Matt W. Frank Perkins, Neil Lowry, Cosmic Girl Zero Two, Gleek Play One, Disney Desi, Charlotte Kayla Davis, Dale Erdman, Denna Nerds, and Sooner Thrawn. I like how like my screen just illuminates me when yeah. I switch pages. Hotmail, not Hotmail. I was on a, on a I was on a video conference the other day. Yep, and I realized I was taking notes. While I was on my laptop, though, so I had like a split screen of like the the meeting and then my notes, and then I noticed that you could see the reflection in my glasses, but you couldn't tell what it was. But it just looked like I was like, I hope no one thinks that I'm like browsing the internet right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right now, because you could totally see like the screen change when I switched. It just got so much brighter. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, thank you Patreon for all of your support. Uh, it means a lot to us. Uh, we took a little bit of time off because. Uh, I was away, and then were you busy? I was busy. Uh, whatever. We just didn't do it. Yeah, I'm tired. Hey, man. You know what? I'll say this: going to Vancouver, the time change destroyed me while I was there. <laughs> like, just like it ruined my life. I and mean, coming back was easy, but getting there, I was like, that three hours, man, it was like throwing me off. I don't know. I'm old. Uh, never tell me guys, Mandalorian season four will end with a cliffhanger that leads into the Filoni movie. I like that a lot. Uh, if that does mean Filoni's movie is soon ish. Well, um, it would be okay. Let's say, okay. So just for it, let's say Mando season four comes out Christmas, 2024. So then you have Filoni's movie 2025 or 2026. So it'd be like the same period between a season to the movie the the writer's strike might be in their benefit but of course they're probably not writing yeah. any movies so it's like <laughs> um so yeah i guess like if they're like well we're on strike but maybe you write something maybe an hour a day but then i guess that goes against the whole issue they're striking uh i would like that to be 75 percent on that being the case, that would be fun. Yeah, I'll go seventy-one point two. I think yeah. it's like why? I mean, maybe it won't be season four, but yeah, I mean, why not? Like, why? Why are yeah. you making season four if not to lead into this big event? Yeah. So, all right. Uh, next slide. At least two of the four announced Star Wars movies will not be released. They will never see the light of day. Two of the we don't know what the announced movies are. There's only speculation. So, two of those dates will not happen yeah i don't i'm gonna go probably 75 percent on this as well and i'm just like probably yes or like they'll find a loophole where like we'll, they'll push one back or like it'll be a new project it's like oh this is what like this is what, what it was supposed to be and so i just like yeah and they could be like on oh, the writer strike really kind of push things back yeah further. exactly covid uh, yeah. writer strike <laughs> i'm gonna go 73 percent because why why did they even buy 
Like, just, you know, it'd be amazing. Remember Book of Boba Fett? Remember when we didn't know it was a thing and then all of a sudden it was like, oh, wow. Yeah. That would be awesome for a movie. You wa- if you walked into Spider-Man and one of the Spider-Verse movies and you sit down and then bah, Star Wars hits the screen, they're like, May 2025. <laughs> awesome. Let's do it. That would be awesome. They they uh, they screw this up constantly. Like, why did they announce they were making a Fast Eleven weeks before Fast Ten came out, which was supposed to be the end? Like, could you imagine watching Fast Ten and the ending leaves in a cliffhanger, and you're like, oh, they're gonna make another one? Boom! Did, did they don't do Fast that. 10? No, I just know about what happens. <laughs> I don't know what happens, but I know this. I, they did say though, be like way before that it was. That after nine they said there was gonna be like three more or something, but yeah. why is fast the why is fast eleven called fast ten part two? Why, why is it called fast ten part two? Like what? They were like whoever was writing them were like what's the Roman numeral for eleven? Anybody? <laughs> I'm Anybody? out of ideas. X one. I don't. No one knows. So like it's part two. It's just part two. It's so. So I haven't seen it. I was forced to watch number nine while I was on vacation. And I, I honestly, Brock, I could not tell you what that movie was about. They go to space. Family. It's kind of like Star Wars. I don't know what it's about. Right now, I don't know what it's about. <laughs> it's just like, they're like, go, like, we got to go to like Tokyo. I'm like, okay, I don't know why. And then Charlize Theron shows up, but she does nothing. She just like sits in a <laughs> chair for the movie. You're like, what? I was the what villain a- last episode, so now I'm yeah, a good I th- person. I think she was still a villain. I can't figure it out. All right, uh, final line. The Acolyte will have an Ewok in it in some capacity. We'll see an Ewok. Not a main character. Oh. Just like an Ewok will show up at some point in the show. I hope so. I really hope so. And right now, I can say 99% that will happen because we don't know anything about the Acolyte. But I would love that. I don't know if Brock froze or if I'm fro. Okay, you're back. Uh, I'm gonna. Did you give a percentage? Ninety-nine percent. Wow. Because we know nothing about the acolyte, so I'm like, anything is possible. <laughs> Lucasville muted me. They muted me. I will not be stifled. No, she said something about George Lucas. I can't remember what. And people were like going nuts. She's like, ah, everyone thinks George Lucas, but he had a team that helped him. And people were like, ah, she doesn't understand Star Wars. (laughs) I got to tell you something, though. The the synopsis for it is like, I'm like, it still kind of seems like it could be the best show. It could be. It's funny, though, when she's like, the the Jedi weren't perfect. And then people are like, yes, they were. I'm like, but the prequels were telling you that they were. (laughs) They literally point that out. (laughs) The point of the prequels is to show that they're not perfect. And you're arguing that they are. I I don't don't get it. Like, it's cool. Like, in the original trilogy, yeah, they were. Like, you thought they were. But the minute the prequels start, you're like, oh, these guys got problems. Yeah. Big time. I'm going full Brock. All right. Jab news? You know it. All right, here we go. We are going to... Heidi says the Fast and the Furious 9 was about fast cars. <laughs> you got a fast car. That's exactly what I was thinking. You got a fast uh, car. How do I do this? Hollow news. Hollow news. They're going to change the banner to hollow. Hello news, the news you need to know right now. Where the F have we been? Well, here's a pretty spectacular F. Andor star, Andor star Fiona Shaw almost got to save the first ever F-bomb in the Star Wars universe. During an interview with Variety director Benjamin Karen revealed that Marva Andor's speech to fight the Emperor originally used a very different F-word. But Disney wouldn't let us use it, he re- revealed, so we changed it to fight the Empire. I remember having a call with Tony Gilroy saying, are we going to get away with this? Unfortunately, they didn't, but it sounds as though the showrunner Tony Gilroy did put up a fight. In uh, other directors, let's talk about James Mangold. Mangold has com- uh, commenced publicity for the upcoming Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny film, which he directed. He sat down with io9, briefly revealed today or this week how he pitched its take on the Star Wars universe. I've talked to Lucasfilm before and even worked a bit before on other projects, 
when I mentioned to Kathleen Kennedy the idea that I had about going backwards, real far backward, I was surprised that excited her and the other wonderful people she worked with at Lucasfilm. For me, it's about I want to be part of the saga, but I also don't want to be holding so much lore in the air that you can hardly tell a story. And what I really wanted to do, what I told her was just, can we make a kind of Ten Commandments of the Force, you know, a kind of origin story for how the Force came to be known, understood, wielded, and hardest. Very fun. Let's hope he makes it. <laughs> and in final news, uh, perhaps there could be a twin son of Tatooine. This week, an international research team announced a discovery of a Tatooine-like planet, which is orbiting two suns in our own galaxy, not so far, far away. The planet, which has been given the groovy name of Bebop-1C, was first announced in Nature Journal by a team which includes experts at the universities of Birmingham, London, St. Andrews, and Kiel. The planet was named after the, the project that discovered it, Binaries Escorted by Orbiting Planets. When a planet circles two stars like this, it's known as a circumbinary solar system, and Bebop-1C is not the first of its kind to be discovered. In 2011, scientists discovered that the very first circumbinary planet, Kepler-16b. In fact, that isn't this the first planet to be discovered circling the same two stars that was Bebop-1C's neighbor found in 2019, TOI-1338b. What a catchy name. So that's really cool. Tatooine, you could, it exists. You could go out and stand on a sand dune and stare at two suns. And think about your life. And this has been your Hollow News. You're muted. <laughs> By the way, the F bomb and stuff. Unnecessary. Unnecessary. Uh, they were, they, they could, they should have done it. Because the F bomb in Guardians and Galaxies works pretty good. Yeah, Guardians is different from Star Wars, though. It just yeah, doesn't need to. It just doesn't need to be in Star Wars. And I, you know, I always bring up. I haven't seen Guardians yet, but I bring up Logan, like because Logan, there's like he drops it a few times, and there's a few times I'm like, eh. yeah, you're mangled. I'm like, eh, you're just doing it because you can. <laughs> it didn't feel organic enough in the moment. I'm like, you're, it feel it felt like they were forcing the word in there. And I think Andor would have been organic, but I just don't think that there's a... You don't need to do that in Star Wars. I just don't think you need to do that in Star Wars. Uh, the uh, You know, when they said the S word, I was okay with that because I didn't really care. But yeah, when you start... It's just like there should be a line and you don't need to cross that line. If you want to put it in there, make something else. Yeah, yeah. But don't because I love season one. <laughs> keep, keep coming back. All right, top five. Top five. What's the top five today? Oh, I, should, I wish I could bleep myself. I pretend to swear. <laughs> it's top five. And this is one you and I have been thinking about this one a long time. <laughs> top five books. Top Star five Wars books. books. Star Wars books. Not just any book. You can't just be like Tale of Two Cities. It's got to be Star Wars books because it's a Star Wars podcast. Let us know what your top five are in the comments below. If you've read five Star Wars books. Some people have. Some people haven't. Um. <laughs> I was in the chat while Brock, while Brock was doing the Hollow News. I went on my personal YouTube account and I commented. All right, here we go. Uh, number five, Darth Maul's Shadow Apprentice. I think that's the one I'm thinking of. There's two Darth Maul books. One I like more than the other, but I'm just going to pretend it was that one for argument's sake. I like Darth Maul. Uh, Aaron got me the book and it was a lot of fun. I read it on a plane to Cuba, actually, Brock. I read it on a plane and uh, I like it. I like nice. Darth Maul. Bring back Maul. Uh, my number five is going to be Catalyst because that's like a real good book to read just prior mm. to Rogue One. It was really nice. Mm. And it's like, oh, wow, this could have been way cooler, this movie. Well, yeah, it was pretty cool, though. My number three is Revenge of the Sith. Hmm. Uh, it's a it's the best novelization. Your number, your number three or number four? Four. Okay. Four. <laughs> it's actually number three on my list, but I wanted to, I, I wanted to change the two. Ah, I see. But, so I said three, and it's, but it's number four is is uh, Revenge of the Sith. It to me is the best novelization of all the movies because it, the little tidbits it gives you. Uh, Last Jedi is really good too, but I just I think Revenge of the Sith is a little bit better. It's a little bit stronger of a book because you really get to know what Anakin and Vader is thinking a lot of the time. So it's a it's a great. It's very it's the same as a movie, but it's very different. 
Oh, nice. That's always cool. That was yeah. like the novelization of Last Jedi. Last Jedi? Yeah, where yeah. like it opens and it's like Luke having yeah, a dream, dream about not being part of the rebellion and yeah. being married. I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah, Revenge of the Sith is it's not like that, but it's kind of got that vibe where you're like, nice, you just learned nice. so much more. There's so much more detail to it because I have all the prequel books. And that one, like I got them when they came out, and, and that one was like, I'm like, what is that? Like the first two are fine, but that one was like, oh, this is like a, this is actually a novel. Like it doesn't mm -hmm. feel like it's just the movie. It felt like more. Uh, my number four was gonna be like Tales from Jabba's Palace or Ooh, Tales nice. from Mos Eisley, but they've been replaced with new Disney oh. era ones. Like uh, from a certain point of view, I'm gonna go with the Empire Strikes Back one. It was really really cool. Uh, I can't remember which one stood out the most for me. I know that like in these books, anything that Yoda pops up, it's pretty cool. Like it's something he always reveals something. They're like, oh, like you know, all these side characters are cool, but like you get a little bit more to the Star Wars like main storyline with him because mm -hmm. he's an interesting character. So that's my number four. I have not read any of those books yet. Spoiler, they're not on my list. Uh, number three is Battlefront Twilight Company, the first mm -hmm. Battlefront book they made too. The first one I think is one of the most underrated Star Wars books of the new era. Um, I mean, not, I wouldn't, not High Republic aside, like of like when they were first coming out with books, it's just, it's a lot of fun and it wasn't what I expected. It was more Rogue One than Rogue One. My number three, I'm gonna go with old old um, expanded universe. I'm gonna go with um, oh god, why is it completely flying out of my head? The first Thrawn, uh, the book with the first Thrawn. So Air, Air to the Empire. Thank you. Oh like, my Timothy's god, it's like a freaking <laughs> those and, books aren't on my list and like i've said this before reread it and just be like remember that they wrote this before the prequels came out and all the things that they hadn't figured out yet and you're like ah yes <laughs> so damn it that's not on my list and now i kind of want to rework my list but i can't change it number two is lost stars uh oh lost the, stars yeah. freaking great book like yes. it's just and it's under the radar now because it really has nothing to do with anything but that's kind of the charm of it, right? It's, it's kind yeah. of like it's kind of like harmless and fearless in what it does, and it does it well. Yeah, the best ones are the ones that sort of like exist but don't reflect on any of the main characters. So, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I really like Lost Stars. My number two is going to be uh, Light of the Oh God, Light of the Jedi, yeah. the Charles Soule first book in the High Republic series. Really great book really launched it uh you know i think some people say it's kind of like hasn't really hit that same peak that that first book did but it really established a interesting part of star wars and uh, could could be something serious if they keep pushing on this so one day i'll read i'll read high republic one day noise i don't know what when that day will be but one day i will <laughs> All right, and my number one is Lords of the Sith. Nice. It's uh again kind of like Revenge of the Sith. You get inside Vader's mind a lot, and this was what the book for me where I said, remember when I watched the original trilogy when we first started the podcast? I watched the original original trilogy on VHS, and I was like, oh my god, I really connected to Anakin in the prequels, and this book really helps bridge the gap between prequel Anakin slash Vader and the Vader we know from the originals because you nice. get in his mind. And while he's doing things, he talks about Padme and you kind of, they, I can't remember who wrote it, but they did a great job tapping into like Vader and the emperor and, it's, and Vader's like can tinker and maneuver and, and um, Cham Sandula is the main protagonist in the novel as well, which is fun. Nice. Nice. My number one's going to be Shadows of the Empire. Cause I think like books. Oh my gosh. Books uh, are really good when they link to some other kind of, I mean, obviously all the Star Wars things, like, but you know what I mean? Like, it's like you play a different type of media or watch a different type of media and then it links with this book. And she's like, oh, that's fun. I'm reading right in my list. Okay. <laughs> I didn't have, that is the best Star Wars book. Shadow <laughs> of the Empire. I'm doing top six, Brock. I'm changing it to top six. My number one A how did i not even 
It's because we spent too much time thinking about this topic. <laughs> oh, that is just ridiculous. Speaking up, what was the first Star Wars expanded universe? Splinters of the Mind's Eye. Right, 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 right. I, I have that one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. own that book. I bought it. Uh, I was going to say recently, but it's probably been seven years since we started this podcast is when I bought it. It's a it's a book. I'll say that it's a, it's a it's a book. Uh, anyway, those are top five. Let us know what your top five books are. I probably forgot more of them, and I'm going to get more and more upset as time goes on with this. But we got to wrap it up. We're going too long. You've got to get back to Gatsby. Yeah. So it's uh, happy birthday. Happy birthday, Gatsby. Yeah, yeah. That was like a great, old. great party. Great party. Great party. Let's make a great time. Uh, anything else you want to say? No. Um, no. Nah, it's all good. Not really. You know, I'm excited for hopefully Star Wars in the near future. Definitely by August, right? So August yeah. 23rd. I'm upset because I'm on pat leave in August. Like if they would have went right away, I would have had like four weeks of, <laughs> of doing it. And I think I go back to work on like the 23rd of August. <laughs> I think that's like my day back is the day of so like come on, Lucasfilm was not looking out for me at all. <laughs> How rude. I can't wait. I really can't wait for Ahsoka. I think it's gonna be Yeah. Yeah, there's there's so much going on. Filoni I think we're gonna really see Filoni at his full peak Star Wars yeah. now. And uh yeah, so can't wait. Noise. All right. All right, Brock. You were always scum. Thanks, everybody, Rebel for watching. Scum. Brock, you were always scum again. Rebel scum. <laughs> Bye, guys. Thanks. Thanks for watching. Don't forget to give us a thumbs up on our video. As always, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, Rebel Scum Podcast, for all the latest videos.